Hello friends, welcome to Tuesday of Holy Week and what a beautiful day it's been. I was able to get out for a wee walk today and uh, I was delivering a couple of uh, things for the Creef Food Bank and it was glorious to be out in the sunshine to see most people uh, keeping their distance from each other. A few were failing to do so, standing outside shops chatting to one another and they, they, they should be keeping the distance as we all should of course but it was a glorious day and if you've been able to get out in it I hope you've enjoyed that. I'm just looking at this cushion that we have here uh, in our, our garden shed. Love sunshine it says, dislike rainy days, feel the summer breeze, sing the song with the birds, uh, dream of the summer, enjoy the weather. What a brilliant cushion uh, to sum up today. I hope you've been able to enjoy something of the day. Well, this is Tuesday of Holy Week and we come to our uh, devotional time for today. We're going to begin with a prayer and then a couple of readings and a thought for the day. So let's, let's pray. Uh, join me as we pray together. God, our Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for the beauty of this day. You are the, the God of strength, the God of mercy, and it's by the suffering of your Son that you made the cross to be for us the means of life. Grant that we may walk the way of the cross and find the way of our life and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, when I was at uh, New College, when I was a divinity student at New College in the early 1990s, my dad gave me this Bible. It was his Bible. Uh, it was a Bible he had used when he trained with the Church of Scotland to be a Sunday school superintendent. Uh, the Church of Scotland did training uh, for people to take these posts back in the, the 1950s and the 1960s, and they appointed people to these positions. Change days. They gave me this Bible and I still use it and the readings today come from this version of the Bible, the Revised Standard Version. I'm going to read firstly from the, uh, the Psalms, from Psalm 71 and the first 12 verses. Listen for God's word. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have learned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have been like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me and those who watch for my life 
consult together. They say, pursue and seize that person whom God has forsaken, for there is no one to deliver. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. little meditation before we read our gospel. Let us glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. Through him we have salvation, life and resurrection. Cross of Christ, tree of hope. For us, he became obedient even to death on a cross. And because of this, God exalted him above every name. Cross of Christ, tree of hope. Our Gospel reading today is the passage that you'll have been reading if you've been using the little uh, devotional guide that we produced for Holy Week. It comes from John's Gospel, from chapter 12, beginning at verse 20 through to verse 36. And we encounter some Greeks who wish to see Jesus. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and they said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. So Philip went and told Andrew. And Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honour. And then Jesus went on to speak about his death. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world, and now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to me. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever, so how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? 
Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. While you have the light, walk, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you're going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. And after this, after he'd said this, he departed and hid from them. Well, on this uh, beautiful sunny day, it seems strange that I'm going to talk to you about lighting candles, at least for a moment. Because we have been lighting candles here in the manse. We've been doing it over the past few weeks. They're candles that were left over from Advent and Christmas. But of course, Advent and Christmas are directly linked with the events of this Holy Week, particularly Good Friday and Easter. And so during this time, we light candles too. I wonder if you were in Sunday school and you remember the little song, This Little Light of Mine. We used to sing it all the time in my Sunday school. We'd hold our, our thumbs up as we sang, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then we go on to talk about not hiding it under a bushel or a bowl, but I'm going to let it shine. I wonder how you let your light shine. What does it mean to you that Jesus is the light? How do you understand yourself to be a child of light? You see, from our Gospel reading today, we see that Jesus knew that the time of his crucifixion was drawing near. The time of his death for the sins of the world was fast approaching. He had spoken about this hour, at first saying it had not yet come, but now it was almost upon him. And John tells us that there were some Greeks who saw a meeting with Jesus and they went firstly to Philip to see if Philip could be the, the intermediary who would introduce them to Jesus, to see if he could arrange the meeting. The word that John's Gospel uses to describe these Greeks tells us that these were not Greek-speaking Jewish people. Instead, they were Gentiles. They were non-Jews. People who had come to Jerusalem still to worship in the temple. For there were many Gentiles in the world of Jesus who were attracted to the, the Jewish faith. They were attracted to its monotheism, the fact that the Jews worshipped only one God, while the other cultures in the world worshipped a plethora of gods and deities. There were a vast number of idols in the ancient world. And these God-fearing Gentiles were drawn also to the moral standards of the Jewish faith, a faith with very high ethical standards. And so they were happy to to worship in synagogues, 
and to come to Jerusalem to worship in the temple. There were, however, strict limits, strict limits on the extent to which these God-fearing Gentiles could walk through the temple. They were restricted to the outer part, the outer courts of the temple, the court of the Gentiles. Any attempt to to get further into the temple, to enter into the inner areas of the temple, well, it was a serious matter. Indeed, it was punishable by death. Even the Roman governor of Syria, we read, was not permitted to go beyond the court of the Gentiles when he visited the temple. And perhaps this is the reason why Jesus objected so strongly to the commercialization of the temple, saying, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. As I said yesterday, the money changers had set up their tables in the court of the Gentiles and desecrated the only part of the temple in which the Gentiles could turn their hearts and their thoughts towards the worship of the one true God. So these Greeks who were in Jerusalem at the time of Passover came and they wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus knew that the hour of his self-offering had come. The hour has come, he said, for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. You see, the cross was the way in which Jesus was glorified. It's hard for us to see any glory in death by crucifixion. But in taking up the cross, Jesus displayed his glory by revealing the extent of his love for the world and the unlimited obedience he would show to the Father. Today, Christian people similarly show the glory of Jesus when we love wholeheartedly and when we obey unquestioningly. Jesus revealed his glory and that of his Father by laying down his life. A seed is just a solitary seed until it is buried in the ground. And similarly, Jesus would reveal his glory and bring glory to the Father by giving up his life in order for a harvest of many others to be gathered in. And that includes me and it includes you. And so as we proceed through this Holy Week, as we approach Easter, the Lord asks us if we are truly prepared to put the demands and the priorities of the kingdom of God before our own. Just now we're being told to put the needs of others, and especially the needs of our health service, before our own desire to be out and about doing the usual things we'd be doing. And that's what Jesus says. Are you prepared to put the demands and the priorities of the kingdom of God 
before your own priorities. Anyone, he says, who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Those who do see a harvest, for the promise of Jesus is that my Father will honour the one who serves me, are those who do put the kingdom of God first. I wonder, as we go through this period of Holy Week, heading towards Easter, will we put Jesus first? Do you know, this is a time when we've seen the powerlessness of even leaders of nations against the tiny virus. But we have a saviour, a saviour who is stronger than all. And God's purposes are greater than all. Join me, if you will, now in a short prayer. Let's pray. God, our Father in heaven, we thank you for the beauty of this day. Continue to guide us safely through these days when we are physically separated from one another. Make us considerate of the needs and the hopes of other people. And when we are tempted to put ourselves first, forgive us our wrongdoing. Make us holy and helpful. As we pray for the Prime Minister and for other leaders who are similarly affected by the COVID virus, so we pray. Lift the threat of illness and infection from the nations of the world and grant healing to all who are affected by sickness. We thank you for those who work on the front lines of care and treatment. Protect and guard them, we ask. And we have seen how even the most powerful are actually powerless against an invisible virus. But we have a saviour who commanded the waves and even the storm submitted to him. In this holy week and in this time of great fear and anxiety and sadness for many, turn the thoughts of the world's people to the world's true King, Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Friends, thank you again for sharing this time with me and thank you for the very kind messages you've been sending to the man's and the prayerful support you've been giving us as a family. Uh, we have our own issues that we're dealing with at this time, like many of you. I look forward to uh, joining you, at least through this medium of the, the internet, these videos, tomorrow. 
And do remember that our services, these Holy Week services and our Sunday services, continue to be available on our church website, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel. Just search for Creef Parish Church on YouTube and you'll find us. And we also have an audio stream of our Sunday services and our usual Mix LR service. But now also, uh, new as of today, and you can listen to last Sunday service uh, by phone. Our members and adherents have been sent an email with that phone number, the elders too. And if you would like that phone number, just get in touch with me at the manse and I'll give you the phone number, you dial it, and you can listen to the previous Sunday service. So it's another way for those who don't have internet uh, to join with those of us who do have internet and are meeting in this way. So till tomorrow, uh, stay safe and know the blessing of God with you to comfort and to strengthen you. See you then.